It's time for the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. It's a lock. I hit the 7 iron like John Daly hits the 3. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken yeah. dinner! Jerome Espinosa is a Class A PGA professional and director of instruction at 8 Greatest Performance Center. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! We will talk all things New Mexico golf, hear from voices all around the world of golf, and even give some swing tips to improve your game. All you got to do is just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. Now, Good pressure playing golf today. here's PGA Pro Jerome Espinoza. Good morning. I'm Jerome Espinosa. Welcome to 8 Grades Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. We'll be here till 11 a.m. today. Got a power pack segment. We need to, uh, we'll harass Sam, but we need to get like a little trimmy, Timmy Trumpet entrance. Have you seen that? Edwin Diaz from the New York Mets. Have you seen him come in? Because Edwin Diaz is the Mets closer, and he comes in. To, dude, it is it is awesome. I saw it last night. Timmy Trumpet was at the game starting Timmy it. Timmy Trumpet. Oh, it's the greatest entrance ever. So who's it's the baseball player? Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz. He's the closer for the Mets. And Timmy Trumpet is what? He's the dude who like plays the song, and he actually showed up to the game yesterday, <laughs> or recently and played while he entered the bullpen it was awesome it is it is legit awesome it is super super cool i love it like that's going to be our entrance all right sam we're going to come into timmy trumpet from now on (laughs) come on timmy it is so good if we had time i guess i'd play it but it is it's awesome i have it on my phone it's so good um so we'll we'll beg sam for a for a new entrance song. Was that, was that what I was just listening to? I don't know. Probably. He said, yeah. You don't he have the headphones on. You're not as big time as I am. So. <laughs> it is great. It's so cool. Um, I'll have to show it to you. Um, but it's aeration time in New Mexico, dude. Everyone's aerating right now. Ugh. I know. It's horrible. Has to be done. But God, South did terrible. it with needle tines, so that helped. I know Twin did it early in the week. Um, I just played... Nine at Sandia, and they've been done. They were done a couple of weeks ago. They were the first. They're I think. still pretty bad. So, uh, Four Hills, Four Hills did soon. it soon. Uh, actually, yeah, they do it the first week of September, don't they? Yeah. So if you're out there listening, I would call and ask if they've been. Los Altos yet. has been done. I know that Arroyo did the tea boxes the other day. So greens are up. They normally do, up. they normally do it one week. It's like, like Los Altos next week's Arroyo, next week's Ladera. Like they do them back to back weeks. So yeah. in a couple of weeks, all the city courses will be punched. So I'm just warning you, if you're out there listening, call and ask if they've been aerated or yes, you're gonna be greatly disappointed when you show there's, up. There's some morons in the shop that won't tell you. I well, always told people. When I answer the phone, they're like, Oh, give me a tea, especially at Paco. I'm gonna charge someone $117 and I'm not gonna tell them the greens are punched. Well, I played with somebody the other day, they were super mad. They're like, I paid $95 and they were punched. I'm like, they didn't tell you? They're like, no. That's terrible. I'm like, you yeah, should be you, you should be fired for So that. start asking. Are yeah. your greens punched? Because everyone is getting punched. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, you should just don't play golf for a month. Well, it's the best time of the year. Go to the gym, work out, <laughs> come back with a refreshed sense of pride. Yeah, no, Shoot you can't. Shoot your 85. Let's not do that. San Juan Open going on this week as we speak. Yeah. San Juan Open, pretty good little field. I was looking at it. Um, they always have a great, great field. It's a hard – it's a – that golf course is awesome. The fact that Mike they is playing. It, I saw his name on there. I just spoke to him this morning. He was driving up there. Mike is playing. Uh, you know, they have Sam's out there. Will again. Will's Noda. playing again? 
Noda's out there playing in this one. He always plays in this one. Of course he does. So there's tons. Well, I talked to him the other day. He's getting ready for the senior tour, by the way. Good. So he's going. He said, I got to get some reps in. I'm about to go on the senior tour. New Mexico Open. David's signing up as we speak. Daniel's doing it for me. Because he's can't. And so New Mexico Open's. New Mexico Open has a ton of amateurs. Like yeah, it's very weird. It's going to tell you it affects the field, the prize payout. Saying, but there's a lot of amateurs, a lot of high school kids. If you're going to take lots it, and lots if of high you're going to take it to Hobbs, New Mexico, nothing wrong with Hobbs. Course is great. People will support it. But if you're going to take it down there, you're going to lose a lot of people because it's so hard to get to. You better have a good prize, and they don't. Uh, yeah, then I mean, you just you can't do that and it not be worth it. People aren't going to. You realize how hard it is to get to Hobbs from anywhere, yeah. <laughs> even from Albuquerque. It's four hours. No, it's well, it's you're driving. Hours. My drive is three hours and twenty six minutes and forty three seconds. Places, <laughs> it's five. A normal it human driving five. is five. Hobbs it's is like far. Three hundred and thirty miles. Ugh, it's brutal. Good, great golf course, sir. No, it's awesome. Like, yeah. and the city supports it. Like. Their their facility is, I think, one of my favorite golf shops. Like the way they did that is freaking awesome. That place is really yeah, good. Yeah, and the people there will support. There'll be people out watching. Oh yeah, yeah. it's it's a cool golf which course. we never got. We never got a Sunday, and no one was ever out there watching. No, a couple very of guys. Few. There used to be a bunch at Santa Ana when it was at Santa Ana. You'd yeah, you yeah. get a good amount, and it depends. Like well, the year they had you it at Paradise like, Hills, there was a bunch of people. Yeah, that's true. When we had it there, it was awesome. The, the perfect place for the New Mexico Open would be Four Hills. They won't do it. No, they won't. But it would be the perfect place. The members would support it. It's a great golf course. Yeah, I mean, you know what? what I we think, don't need to give Will any more money, though. No, let's not take it there. Yeah, he's just, well, it doesn't matter. He's going to win it anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't care where you put it. Yeah. He's not going to be, he's going to win it anyway. Um, so that's going on. Kent Jones, T57 last week. Come on, Kent. Get some money. How many more events has he got till it this year's over? I don't know. It's really close though. There's not very many. Um, DP World Tour, Gavin Green, former Lobo, T thirty eight. Victor Perez missed the cut. Mm. So we're trying to, you know, talk about some of these dudes that are around town. Marty Sanchez got past uh Q school pre qualifying. What is it pre qual is it level right. one? It was pre qual. He's now in first stage. So now he's first stage. So he should what get through local uh, pre qualifying. Good God. Well, there there was it looked like there was a bunch. I think the leaders were like twenty two under. He was five, and there was a boatload that got in. Oh, but God. still, it's just. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Have you lived that life before? Q schools chasing that. It's, free, it's probably, not easy. I probably went a total of like five times. Oh, good night. And I got to second stage, which is third stage, the one time. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's no joke. Yeah, you keep going up, and the field, you know, they drop in different people at different stages of you know and who knows what's going on with all that stuff um this story was out of control that i saw so at corn Ferry q school in nebraska matt morrows or something like that mm. matt m-o-r-o-z he's at he's at corn Ferry q school in nebraska was this um this is the one at, um it's by the tree farm um i've played that course what Did happened? you hear the story of this guy? What happened? So he supposedly hit provisional balls on like three holes in yeah. three different situations, and his playing partners complained and said, there's no way. His ball was not there. His ball flew into the trees, and he 
but he was getting to his ball first and then saying, oh, here's my ball right here, found it. And so, dude, how about this? The found s- it. The section who runs the Q school, yeah. those guys, there's three guys went out with machetes to look for the balls. They found his three balls. Oh, my God. So he was cheating. Yeah. He got DQ'd because the, the, what the did rules he say? official that was in charge, no comment. After, they're like, hey, bud, a uh, section found your three balls. Oh what do you have God. to say? No comment. And the rules official was like, yeah, I wasn't buying it. The rules official DQ'd him from the start, like, but like it took an investigation. Good on the section, dude. Well, yeah, I they mean, went how, and found you, the you, golf balls. You can't DQ him unless you find the proof. Like you have to believe it. You don't have any choice. But if you find the golf balls, you They can... DQ'd him before though. How? I, That's weird. They were I guess the I'm con- not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying you, you, you have to you have to know beyond a reasonable doubt that he's you know, well, you have to be a hundred percent sure if you're going to DQ someone. Well, nowadays with the easier rules of golf, it is. You're right. It absolutely you have to like be sure. Like, nope, he did it. We found his ball, but the the competitors were like, there was no way his ball went in. And I saw the areas that it was went into. Oh, it was in, I mean, like trees, like wooded tree area, and his was like I got left of the cart path. The I've, ball that he said he found. Uh, I've played that course. It's um, ah, I'm gonna look it up. Good job I remember to bring my computer every week. Yeah, your your, your knowledge to, is not put, extensive. Put it to use. I don't care about the golf course. I was talking about the story of him. I mean, <laughs> him cheating. Like, holy cow, dude! Like you're in a you're at the Corn Ferry Q School. Like, I mean, what is going on here? Like, how do you get? Well, I guess. I know he'd get that far. I guess he's paid money and all that stuff, but still, there's no excuse for Arbor like, cheating. Is it Arbor Links? Yes. Yeah, it is I Arbor played Q School there. Yep. That's a good golf course. So, I mean, the balls had his marking on them, and it was funny. They had them, like, the section put them in, like, Ziploc bags and said, like, what hole they found it on. Oh, my God. And the ball, they had it. It was, like, evidence. That's ridiculous. But the guy couldn't, he wouldn't answer any questions. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? That's unbelievable. Well, I mean, that's the important thing, and I've I've told some of the junior golfers because they've told me about you know, hey, I don't think this kid, he's hitting a provisional ball. I said, well, what's your duty to tell him? Like, did he qualify? No. So he didn't qualify anyway, no, even with he got he No, got, but I'm saying when he finished and posted his score, I have no idea. Was he inside the number? I have no idea. I just know that. If not, if he not, he's DQ'd. a terrible cheat. He got DQ'd before because the yeah. they got in a huge argument. You know how that is. I don't know. I've been at scoring before when huge arguments break out about what's going on and what's happening. And as the official, it's super hard because you're not there. You don't know what's happening. And again, I've told kids before, I'm like, it's your duty to tell them like, okay, what ball are you hitting? And let me see your mark. Yeah, Like, really. let me see it. It's got to be, you know, is it a different number? Does it have the same markings, or is it a, you need to put an X on a ball? You cannot, you know, of course someone's going to hit two balls that look alike, and then they're going to go to the best one Yeah, really. for the most part. That's unreal. But I can't believe someone would do that. Oh, it's, I mean, I can. It happens on the junior stuff all the time where, you know, and especially with nobody there. I guess if somebody's there, it's easier to say, but, yeah, it's, I thought that was pretty crazy. Your boy Rory 
Your idol, your love affair wins well, FedEx. Tiger's my idol love affair, but he's, you know, over the course of a season, McElroy's hard to beat. He's so consistent in his finishes. He doesn't win probably as much as he should or could. Dude, he's disgusting. He hits it stupidly good. It's, I mean, I just see videos of this guy hitting, and of course, all they show is drives, right? But my gosh, I mean, he hit one that was on social media. That thing went so high, and you know, they show ball speed, which we've talked about in here, and he's on cruise control at one eighty-five. I his ball speed could be probably two hundred, but oh, he doesn't. I bet, I bet he it is in practice. He doesn't, he doesn't play like that. If you can hit, if you can get one. Well, I've saw one like one eight eight. If you can get it that high on the golf course when you've got to hit a fairway or keep it within the fences, basically, you can get to two hundred. Oh, easy. Yeah, Tony Finau is the same way. Those yeah. guys. I mean, but Rory, I, I don't know. I think people just fall in love with his with his driving. But some of the shots he hit against when he was with Scheffler, dude, he was he was putting a lot of pressure on Scheffler. I mean, he's hitting it close. Well, um, the, the hard part about playing against Rory, I would say, is you know he's going to have chances. You know he's going to hit it good. You know he's going to be right up here because he doesn't he doesn't make many ball striking errors. No, no, no. He misses a lot of makeable putts and maybe doesn't hit his wedges close enough. But he doesn't make many bogeys because of how well he drives it. Yeah, you know you're going to have to beat him. He's not going to just straight hand it to you. Well, it's not like he's hitting five irons in either, right? Like no. that, you put wedges in that guy's hands. Yeah, he's not going to make worse than par very often. I mean, if he's going to hit it close, or that's kind of what it comes down to. Like, is he going to be? And he was stuffing it when I was watching. He made a a couple of longer putts on that final day, and that's the difference for him. If he makes a couple of those, you're not going to be. He's better than almost everybody. I'd argue he's better than anybody out there if he makes a few putts. Well, I mean, because then he gets confidence and he's dangerous. He got in trouble. He gets up and down. So that helps, right? He's not. Struggling yeah. like that putt on sixteen was huge. It was about twelve feet up the hill. After yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. That's I mean, when you're like, all right, he's, he's still. I was thinking though, like, and I heard someone on the telecast say that. I guess one time when Tiger had like a nine shot lead, his dad told him like, "This is going to be the toughest round of golf you play. Yeah. Like, you got to stay focused." Scotty Scheffler had seven, but that thing was by by the turn was gone. I mean, it was. One or something like that. That's I'll, tough. I'll tell you this. I I watched. I did watch actually almost all of it. Scheffler looked dodgy with his putter. <laughs> he did. It doesn't look. He doesn't look comfortable, does it? I know he's world number one. He's had a ridiculous season. But you get and they even said, I think from four to nine feet or something, he's like a hundred and eightieth on tour. Oh gosh, yeah, that's not good. So inside four feet, solid. Honestly. Outside ten feet, solid. If you're going to win, you're going to have plenty of four to nine foot putts oh, that you're going to have, especially tons. on those quick greens. And you'd see his putter, he didn't look he didn't look comfortable at all. He was missing left, missing right. He was struggling. Yeah. Huh, I didn't watch him. And I know Zalatoris has that dodgy leg. Oh, my God. I can't even think about that. <laughs> but I didn't see uh, <laughs> Scheffler. I just puked in my pocket. <laughs> oh, so good. But that just shows how good he hits it. Oh, gosh. and he's not a terrible putter for the most part, but he gets those really short ones sometimes, and it's like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, they go in most of the time, but it's dodgy looking. Maybe he closes his eyes. He should really not do the West Coast because <laughs> that ruins the rest of his season. 
Oh, okay. Putting the, on a bumpy poanna yeah, late the in the day. Poana. The best putters in the world struggle on that. Yeah, it's like, I mean, that stuff jumps all over yeah. and it's, you know, you see the big old whiteheads and it's just. And they're quick and they're, oh yeah, it's horrible. Once you get it going and it could bump anywhere, it just takes yep. off in a certain, but he wins, uh, Rory wins a ton of cash. And, you know, I, I, to be honest, I think Rory is like super motivated by all this live stuff. Like he even he said it, he said like it, he, he says it just, feels like it's helped his golf. I, I would agree. Yeah. And he's I've, put the tour on his back. And I think what is helping him is now that's his only relief is when he's on the golf course. Right. And he's just, oh. he's totally focused on golf now because he doesn't want to think about all the other crap. Well, and he's just, to me, it's like. He's like like Jordan when people would talk crap to Jordan. I think Rory's like that. He's like, all right, I'm just going to dominate, beat everybody. The tour is the best place to be. And I think it's massively motivated him to just get after it and just do what he's doing, which, to be honest, I love to watch. I don't care if it's Rory or Tiger, but when those guys are dominating, it's I think it's cool to watch. I think it's fun to just watch them and how they handle the golf course and what they do, and it's just – it's greatness, like uh, watching greatness. I think Rory's going to win a major next year. He might win the Masters. This might be his time. Say, might, I mean, he just, just finished second. I mean, he was never really in with a shout to win, but. He always kind of backdoors. But yeah. if he gets that first round out of the way and gets going, he's going to be. I almost think that's even worse, too. I think he needs to just get off to a. Shoot like one, one or under. two under, couple <laughs> under the next day. Have a good Saturday, and then just go and then nuts. just go bananas. Yeah, because you've seen it at Bay Hill this year. He came out after been struggling, shoots what six, eight under or something, sixty four or yep. seven under, and then finishes thirty fifth. What always seems like ti- that was Tiger's thing is he'd say, "I can't win it on Friday, no. Thursday or Friday." A lot, of the, I mean, but I can lose it, so I'm just gonna. Very rarely did Tiger come out, especially in the majors, and was leading after the no. first round. That didn't he happen. He was very, very patient. Often. Yeah, very patient. I think in way. four of his five Masters wins, he shot seventy in the first round. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's why I said like I don't know if he's ever had the first round lead at Augusta. He probably, I, I bet he hasn't. You know, probably not. Yeah. He <laughs> takes it in the third round and then just yeah. strangleholds people to death. Yeah, with his whatever he does. Well, that'll do it. We have to take a quick break. I'm Joel Espinosa, the Director of Instruction. If you're interested in the game of golf, please email me at gespinosa at 8 This is the 8 Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Let's get back to the 8 Grady's Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Welcome back to the 8 Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. I am Director of Instruction, and you'll hear myself and David Muddit talking New Mexico golf Saturdays 10 to 11. And right now we have a special guest on today. Glad to have Lobo golf coach, Glenn Milken. Coach, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, I hate to admit this as a Lobo, but we had an Aggie on before you, so I'm, I apologize. Oh, that's all right. Who's that? <laughs> Danny Bowen. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, Danny. He's doing a great job, man. Yeah, Danny's amazing. So yeah, very, I know uh, you're a busy guy this time of year. You guys just got back to school. Give us a quick team update. How's the team this year? Well, good. We um, I'm actually out here walking around UNM, watching them play their fifth and final round of qualifying. We do a little bit of team qualifying um, to determine some of our spots to see who's going to go to the first tournament. So finishing up today, so we got eight of our, well, it's actually seven of our nine guys playing today. 
um, out here. One of them's a little bit out with a back injury. And then uh, one guy we do have playing in the World Am shot 64 today in the second round in Woo. France. So, um, so good. We got some guys playing good here. We got some guys playing good over there. What's up, Coach? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, the, I didn't even know there was a World Am. What, what, what is that? Yeah, it's... Um, do they do match play or they stroke play? What, what? No, it's four rounds of stroke play. Oh, so okay. there's three, uh, three guys, three people from a lot. I mean, a ton of countries. I'm playing two courses. They're actually playing at the course in France where they played the Ryder Cup Golf National. Oh god, that's a brute. Then, yeah, he actually shot 64 on that course today. He played bad on the other one yesterday. Shot 82. <laughs> And then, uh, 8264. 8264. So it's just like shooting 73 73, right? Oh, my God. Is there a cut? Well, he's uh, got to be a cut. Pretty good. Pretty course. good for a little 18 year old guy. He just turned 18 a couple weeks ago. So, wow. Or actually, I think he turned 18 this week, to be, uh, to be correct. So he just started with the Lobos? Yeah, he did. He mm. came in, uh, went through all the orientation, moved in the apartments, played our first three rounds of qualifying, and then, um, flew over to France. And is uh, got two more rounds to go. How do you qualify for the World Am? How do they do that? Well, I don't know. Each each country has their own. Oh, their own it's system. Kind of like the Olympics. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh. They, I mean, some countries, you know, have national teams and pick throughout the year or have you know have points. But I'm not sure. He's he's playing for Venezuela, so he's oh, actually okay. playing with a guy that just graduated, um, Ignacio Arcaya. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, one recently former Lobo and one. Recently, new Lobo playing together on that team. That's awesome. Your kids have had a really good off season. At least I know a couple of them, right? With Heron and Watkins, um, mm-hmm. are they kind of the the spearhead of this thing? Or well, so far Heron was leading the qualifier going into today, and um, I think he's. It's pretty close. Bastion's. I think Bastion just made bogey to go three under, but and Heron was right around them. So I, don't, I think it's. I think he and Bastion are kind of neck and neck to win this deal, and. Um, but yeah, Watkins is right up there. Albert Bonetta is playing good, coming back from his injury, and he, you know, he got the chance to play in a tour event this summer. So yeah, we did have some have some pretty cool things go on with our guys this summer. That's awesome. What's what's the deal with spring? When do you guys? When's the first tournament? Tell us a little bit about your spring schedule, if you don't mind. The spring, um, we start or fall. I'm we sorry, start, we're in the oh, fall. fall. What's wrong with you? The fall, uh, we leave Wednesday, so we'll finish up today and uh, kind of determine our lineup. And we'll take six guys, so take our five-man team, and then one more guy will play individual next week at Mirabel. Um, really, really good tournament. Teams from all over, um, really all over the country. It's become a, a huge event. So we play the 9th, 10th, and 11th in Scottsdale at Mirabel, And then um, we'll be back here for about a week and a half before the Tucker, our home tournament, September 23rd and 24th out here at UNM. Um, then right after that, we go to Dallas for SMU's tournament at Trinity Forest, Ooh. and then turn right around after that and go to uh, Reno for uh, the Wolfpack Classic at Hidden Valley Country Club. How do they get all their schoolwork though with all these tournaments? <laughs> <laughs> well, they uh, well they're good. They're good students, number yeah. one, and you know we actually we've got a great academic uh, support um, department with uh, headed by Chris Baca. She um, she oversees the the entire. Um, kind of academics well all the academic advisors we have a, a very good staff of tutors and some mentors for the for the young kids so they you know they meet with people over there once a week stay on top of things and uh, and then they keep in contact with them as as needed when we're on the road just oh, to make good. sure 
just to make sure they're you know getting things turned in when they need to. Yeah. Well, but I they mean, do. They got to be pretty organized for sure. Well, that's a fine line to play Division One golf and be a good student because that the golf, it, you know, takes up a lot. It's days and days. Yeah, the football teams—they travel on the week. You know, they're traveling on typically a Friday, playing on the Saturday. They're really not missing as much school as as the golfers are. I mean, they're they're missing five days sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like this yeah. one. I mean, we will leave Wednesday. Our guys go to class Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the morning. So we'll we'll leave Wednesday afternoon, get over to Phoenix, and then come back Sunday night. But yeah, they're missing uh, all Thursday, all Friday, and um, but they, you know, they just they just have to be organized, and it's it's really good preparation for them for when they leave school, regardless of whether they play professional golf or not, um, yeah. you know, as you guys know, no matter what you do, you, know, you got to be pretty organized to be successful. So it's good. It's good training for them and they all get it done. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I great. mean, that's I, great. You, do you guys chase the warm weather? Or do you just go yeah. where there's good tournaments? Yeah. yeah, we've got, yeah, we've got, I mean, last year in Reno, it actually did snow and it was freezing, but, um, but it's pretty good. I mean, we'll, the spring we go to Tucson, well, we're in Arizona like four times in the spring. Tucson three times, and Phoenix once. Charleston, South Carolina. Mm, um, else do we go? San Diego. Usually pretty nice in San Diego. I'm not sure if y'all been there, but it's a pretty good spot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so. Unless you want to live there and buy a house and stuff. Yeah. yeah good luck <laughs> with that. Yeah. Nice to good. Nice place to go visit and play a tournament, though. Yeah. Coach, you guys have been. I can. You know, your program has been amazing. Over the years, you know, since I've been following you guys anyway, but you guys are always in the top 25, like, you know, always up there, always super, super competitive. Um, how do you how do you do that? How do you approach that? Because you've done a heck of a job doing that every single year. Well, I mean, I that's why I came to school here, you know, in the 90s, and I've just uh, been fortunate enough to to try to keep that going. I mean, it's it was a great program back when Coach McGuire really got it going full speed in the late 50s. And um, and we've had, you know, Dwayne Knight after him and then Coach Fields, JT, and ahead of me. And then it's, you know, just tried to continue that going. But the key is, uh, you know, just recruiting good student-athletes. You know, you got to recruit good players, but guys that can handle um, the demand, you know, of, of doing this. Because like you said, it's, it's all year. You know, we don't have that one semester where, you know, you don't have tournaments and you can kind of, you know, load up your schedule and, and, and balance it. I mean, they just kind of have to, they've got to be good on the fly all the time. And, um, so you gotta, you gotta get good, good players and good students that can do that. And then a big part of why, why I think our program is able to attract those players and continue to provide what they need, um, for success is we have great community support and great support from the, from our university and, um, you know, it's it just all the pieces go together pretty well, and um, if we work hard and find good players and and work hard to take care of them while they're here, then you know the rest is going to take care of itself. Yeah, heck yeah! I mean, and I'll I'll say this. You know, I know I don't know if you can, but I'll say we need even more because of the arms race that's taking place. Oh my gosh, I see some of the practice facilities. You know, obviously Oklahoma State's way up there but i've seen like iowa state and arizona state like some of these places have, and you guys have a really good one yeah but, yeah we do i mean everybody you know like when i came to school here it was very unique for a, a, a school to have its own golf course and and you know the things that we have here and and there's certainly more you know as as, as college athletics has you know has continued to 
could be a bigger deal and more people have been attracted to this particular sport, golf. Um, you know, more and more schools have definitely gotten in position to compete um, at a national level. Um, but we're, but we're no different. You know, we've um, our facility has always been great. But you know, right before Coach Fields left, he he put in a um, still one of the best wedge and short game facilities that you'll find. Um, obviously, the championship course speaks for itself. I mean, the PJ Tour just signed a three year contract to be here for second stage. So you know those. And, and if you talk to any of those guys that play Q school, they they this is the best place they play, other than maybe finals. And so. Um, the course itself is awesome. You know, we, in 09, we put in our indoor facility at the bottom and we did our locker rooms a few years ago. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's always, you know, there's always something that you can do. There's always somebody that's going to be doing something different or, or more, no matter what. But, um, but I mean, our, you know, our results have stayed pretty good. So obviously what we've got to work with is, is, is being good for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was out there probably a couple of weeks ago when all the, both men's and women's teams are out there, and I was looking at the the facility as they're doing short game work. I'm like, gosh, this place is so awesome. Yeah, like, it's, it's it's really awesome. It's a place where you know that's one of our big selling points. I mean, you, you can you can literally work on any part of your game, any day of the year, um, anytime you want. And for us to have a place that is designated just for the men's and women's teams to go down and and really work on the scoring aspect of the game is a huge benefit to them. And then um, the partnership that we have with the staff, you know, maintenance and the pro shop staff at UNM is great. I mean, we, you know, we, I mean, they're a public golf course and they've got their, you know, they have things they have to get taken care of, but we work really well with Adam and his staff and our guys can play guys and girls, both teams. They can play and practice, do pretty much whatever they want, you know, and um, that type of flexibility and how close we are to campus and how close we are to, where most of our kids live over by the pit, um, I love the village. It, it makes their time here very productive. And I think that's why a lot of our student athletes get better while they're at UNM. Yeah. I mean, I, for you, I would think that's like a, a really nice recruiting tool selling point is, Hey, let's come over here. Let's check this out. And you know, I, I know the junior am yeah, are always sure. hosted I mean, there. We so can get them, and we get people here to visit. I mean, they're, you know, it's not a guarantee they're going to come, but, but nobody leaves here disappointed. You know, they always leave here impressed with what we have. And, and you combine that with um, with the other golf courses that we get supported by in Albuquerque and, you know, the weather that we have. And you know, Albuquerque is a, a great town and um, easy to get in and out of. I mean, there's, there's just, there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of places have a lot of things. But, I mean, I'm obviously very biased to this place because I came here in 93 and have never left. But, um, but even bias aside, it's a pretty dang good place. Well, and I mean, it, it, you know, David and I obviously talk weekly about all the local guys that have come out and we try to be nice and help New Mexico state, you know, and talk about those guys. But if you look at the guys on tour from the Lobos, I mean, mm. gosh, it's just crazy right now. They're, they're everywhere. Impressive. I mean, you're alum and you know, obviously not just you, but the Lobo alum out there is just, it's insane. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things we that you can point out about our program to people that are looking at it. It's like, you know, if we say, "Oh, we this is a great place, and our team's done well, and our alums have done well," well, that's not just. I mean, yeah, we've had success, you know, during the time I've been here, but but I mean, we were good before I was born. You know, I mean, it's like um, Bryant and Armour and Heron and Jonesy. I mean, you've got guys that are were well represented on the Champions Tour, but then we got guys all the way down to. 
John Catlin and Victor Perez and Gavin Green who are playing great on the Europe or DP tour. And um, Spencer Levine and Charlie Belgian had a great, and Michael Ludwig had great careers on the PJ tour. And uh, Sam Saunders um, still playing great. And I mean, even like Augustin Hole is, uh, you know, he's playing on the Minotaur tour and the, um, you know, just below Challenge tour. So, you know, we've got guys, you know, from, very recent to a long time ago that are doing great. So it, that speaks speaks very highly of what can be done if you come to UNM and, and uh, put in the work. Well, I think that speaks highly of you as a coach, too. It's not just the school. I mean, well, we just get some good players and try not to mess them up, mud it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the one that we've been harassing on here to go play has been Will Collins, you know. I mean, Will's just had – a fantastic couple Busy of years. Putting, it's a, just putting a deal together or something, he didn't hear me forget him. I mean, he's actually played pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah, like I said, he's he's had a fantastic year. And again, that's I think it's a testament to you and the program and, you know, just what you guys do over there. So we always want to, you know, throw some love your way because you guys are just nonstop and you keep going. Like, um, are you guys, like, fool for recruiting? Are you already looking a couple years down the line how are you guys in the yeah i mean at, at, you know at this point you're um i mean we've obviously got our our 22s are here on campus and they're started but um yeah at this point most schools have you know guys committed for 2023 and that signing period will come up in november so that's when you know school will be able to like comment on who we have coming in that fall and but yeah we're looking i mean june 15th was a big date a few months or a couple months ago that's when you're allowed to start having contact with uh, kids that graduate in 2024. So kids that age will, you know, be in touch with coaches, and they can now start doing official visits to campus. Um, and they have five that they can do. Uh, they can check out five different schools on an official visit, and they can do unofficial visits where they pay for the trip. They can do as many of those as they want. So, um yeah, so right now it's kind of a busy time with the guys that are graduating in 2023 and 2024. Well, Coach, thanks, man. We really appreciate you joining us. We wish you tons of luck this year, you know, and uh, go kick some butt and make us proud to UNM people. And, uh, you know, again, thanks for joining us. Good luck, and um, we'll we'll see you out there, get back to walking and, you know, watching some some fun qualifying. Yeah, keep it. Sounds up. good. Well, keep thanks for up, having folks. us on. Thanks keep for all y'all's uh, support of golf, and yeah, let us know if we can do anything to help y'all out. All right, thanks, so, Coach. Have thing. a good day. We got to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction at Eight Grady's Golf, alongside Mister David Muddit. If you'd like to inquire about leagues, club repair, fittings, email me at gespinosa at eightgradys.com. This is the Eight Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Let's get back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Welcome back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. I am Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction at 8 Greatest Golf. You'll hear myself and David Muddit talking to Mexico Golf Saturdays 10 to 11 a.m. I'm glad we made the cut, David. We made it into the fall. You know, we were a little, we didn't know if how Joe was going to cut us for college football. Oh, we're no, good. We survived. How long? How long do we go for now? We go till they keep paying us. You know, the millions that we're making. So You've been paid? Yeah. Thanks, Joe. We Shit. appreciate you, man. <laughs> Just kidding. Do I, do, 
will they back pay me or how does that yeah. work? Okay. You got it. You got it. It's as it's like the live. It's like player incentive, dude. You got to You don't just get it to show up in this one though. Um, I just wanted to talk a few things. Obviously, so here's something that's been driving me nuts for a while now. Is I think we have some of the best weather in the country, really year long. But how golf in New Mexico is not like, and you know, a massive tourist attraction or you know, you think about Phoenix, right? Like Phoenix, that area, I mean, they make tons and tons of money off of golf in Phoenix. Like that is, especially in the winter, like people go to Phoenix to play golf and they'll play, you know, they do all these trips where they'll do five courses and they do this. I mean, that's worth. Well, there's one reason. Millions. And it's one word, mentality. They don't. We don't have the mentality to draw these people here. Well, we need to. I know. I completely agree. I mean, I mean if you we can, have ski season and then golf season, yep. that should you can do both at the same time. Oh, absolutely. In, in November, December. But yeah, wait. There's no reason we shouldn't be, but it's not pushed. It's not. The state doesn't spend money on it. It's you know. It's I just, mean, it, to me, it's unbelievable. Like I, again, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I'm like. Do you understand how much like revenue we could drive? And I'm not just saying Albuquerque. I'm saying the state. There's like ridiculously good golf courses out there that, I mean, if we push that, then like you said, I, I don't know if it's politicians. I don't know if it's state. I don't know what, but it has. They're a, bit, they're a big problem. <laughs> of course. But we, I mean, to me, you know, New Mexico is like oil and gas, right? Like we do oil and gas. We do that stuff. We do, you know, why couldn't. We ski. I know. I know they're always, you know, for ski season. Like, oh, come ski, ski Apache, and ski this, and ski Taos, and all that stuff. You met, golf should be massive up there. What's Corey? Like, what's Corey doing about that? He should be doing that. No, how about like? <laughs> I don't care who does it. I'm just. Well, it they just have drives that, me they crazy. They have that golf on the Santa Fe Trail. I used to deal with that a lot when I was at Paco. And they would come in and they play. Um, I don't see it. That's hidden. Yeah. Where is it? Well, yeah, exactly. They'd stay at Sandia. Typically, yeah, and they play Twin, Sandia, Paco, Coach D, U uh, and M South. Am I missing one? I don't know. Maybe a Sleda. That's a long. I don't think that I was on there. Maybe it was, but but I mean, here's a perfect example. Like you got um, Socorro, New Mexico Tech. That golf course is a fun golf course to play. I love going out there. I've always loved going to New Mexico Tech. Any gray There's, hair you see on my head is from that golf course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can play 36 probably in five hours. I mean, it's in great shape most of the time. It's a good, it's easy. You're right off I-25. You jump, you know, back onto I-25, wherever you're going. I mean, there's Black Mesa's made a comeback. I've I talked mean, about that. Taos Country Club. Oh, Taos Country Club's awesome. Rainmakers, Alto, Outlaw. Well, if I'll you tell went you this. on a if you went on a tour of the state and you'd never done it before, you'd have a fantastic time. Oh, hey, what was that? Riodoso. Don't they have like eleven golf courses in Riodoso? I think there's ten golf courses in a town that has ten thousand people. <laughs> it's and it's great. Like, yeah. I mean, I. We say this all the time, but the inn could be probably the number one golf course in the state. It's a, hands down so simple. It's a cool if they, golf course. It's if just, they took care of the golf course, they don't. Exactly. It would yeah. be phenomenal. If they took care of that whole resort, it would be phenomenal. They built that ridiculous resort, and they can't even clean the windows. 
Dude, it's gorgeous too. You walk in that thing now. When you first walked in, they, you know how they got that huge, big glass area that looks out on the, yep. over the lake in yep. number ten. You got fingerprints everywhere. What? It's just all watermarks, just from rain. Oh my it's gosh. just, it's like, come on, guys, it's not that hard. They, they, I mean, you could, uh, and correct me. I think you could probably charge three fifty to play that golf course if it was in primo shape. Well, yeah, you and go there in whatever August you want when the to high stay. is. 88 degrees and you live in Dallas and it's 105 and it's humid. Yeah. But you're not going to go play it when it's in terrible condition, which the inn is typically in terrible condition, which sucks. Back in like 05, 06, when they had the New Mexico Open there, yep, it was pure as can be. Not a grass out of place. Pure. I mean, that place. It, with it, I always say this. You know, We both always say this with a casino attached to you. I mean, one slot machine pays for the stinking... Golf course, but that place, you know, uh, Rainmakers no for it that's is for amazing. Sure. Like you said, Rainmakers. I mean, great. Alto's awesome. Outlaws even better. The only problem is you can't get on those two because they have so many members. I mean, yeah, but Outlaw, from I think Texas, Outlaw you can. Well, yeah, but it's very limited. Yeah, I mean, it's like get the, they just have so many members that come in from yeah. out of state. Mm. But you know, and that's not even you know you go up north, like you said, Taos Country Club mm. is awesome. I don't know. Black Mesa has made a vicious comeback because it was not good for a while. But Take it a lot is of good. balls to Taos Country Club. You can lose balls on every single hole. Well, up north, Black Mesa. Mm. I mean, geez, Louise. You know, I don't know about some of those other places. Angel Fire, where our boy Evan is. That place is I've awesome. I've never played Angel Fire, actually. It's super cool. It's, yeah. I heard it's, you can't hit driver. I mean, you're better off taking five iron because it's, you know. I can't hit five iron. Well, I'm just hitting driver. Just aim right for you. Yeah, but then it goes right. <laughs> aim straight, it goes left. Aim right, goes right. But I mean, right. there's so many, even like, you know, Cruces, Red Hawk, New Mexico State, I love playing. I don't know what good, how good a shape uh, Sonoma is and Picacho. Picacho's normally really good. That's a cool little spot. Private, but. But I mean, you can get on there. There's not like they have a million members. Mm. I'll tell you the golf course, if they could figure it out, is I don't know if you've been to TRC. Um, that golf course that's there. I mean, dude, that place is cool, but... I've played it one time. Man, they, if they took care of that place, that's another place that would be like the inn. Like, charge what you want because it's gorgeous out there. Like, it's beautiful. It's a great layout. The clubhouse looks over, you know, over towards Elephant Butte-ish area. It's... That place is awesome, too. But I don't know. Like, I, I guess we can come up with what it would take. Like, if they could... Just, I don't know, I say advertise, but that's not enough. we got to help these golf courses out because it could just be phenomenal. Well, maybe we have a segment every week where we pick a course. And? I don't know. That's my, that's, that's the start of the idea, Jerome. We'll, we'll, okay. go, we'll go forward from there. <laughs> we'll, maybe, we'll maybe list the specials. We'll list the... Yeah, kind of what they do. What, when they do you... take tee times, how much they typically are, when they're punching... Yeah, I mean, that's, for us, I guess it'd be easy to get to some of those guys, but I mean, I think, you know, again, I think if, and it's not, I mean, if the state could help them out, maybe, you know, if they provide some sort of, I don't know what we could do. A state doesn't seem to, to just, care about business. Well, we need to, because that's, <laughs> I mean, in in golf, we could absolutely kill it. I mean, golf oh. has become super popular, and there's, obviously, there's courses that, 
you know, we haven't talked about because they don't like Sandia. They don't need help. Those guys. Yeah. It's just it's good there. They do a fantastic job. You know, I think Dana back when Dana was the ED of our section. He was working with the state on a bunch of that stuff, wasn't he? Well, he was, and he yeah. was trying to, you know, kind of push him in the direction to say, hey, golf is really important, and it could provide, I I'm saying millions. Someone, millions needs, someone millions. needs to light a fire under their backside to and, do something about it. You're right. I mean, I don't even, Santa Fe Country Club. I love going to Santa Fe Country Club. You well, know, it's also it's like, so cool over if there. If they could put some money in and, and, you know, make sure the conditions of Arroyo and Los Altos and Ladera and Puerto are all kept up better oh than they gosh. are. Arroyo's a fantastic layout of a golf course. No, you're right. But people aren't going to come from Texas to play a course that struggles with condition when you've got Sandia and you've got Twin uh, and you've got Cogetin, these other ones that are always in good shape. Arroyo stands no chance. Yeah, no, and, and you know what? It's kind of interesting. I don't know. I, if you've seen the signs when you walk into Arroyo, like in the 80s, like the presidents used to come play Arroyo. It's a great golf course. It just <laughs> it was the, the last five years, at least, I, I think it struggled. Well, they had the grubs. and But yeah, the state, I know it's a city-owned golf course, but the state needs to do stuff to help. Like I mean, even if we could, I don't know, cut them a break on water or whatever it is to yeah. help them out. Like, hey, you know, if you do this, this is like, but I've always thought that it's, I mean, well, golf I'll, could change. Let's dust our suits off and let's go up there and sit down with them. Yeah, I'm sure they'll meet with us. Why wouldn't they? We're the hottest radio show in town. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Maybe. I mean, but I mean, again, maybe, maybe that's something. If someone's out there that can help us, we'll we'll take it. We'll if Jeff Simbier is listening, like, no, I, I apologize, Jeff. I know we're new on the scene. No, we're taking Jeff <laughs> down too. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if anybody's out there that can help us and. Let's try to get this thing working, but I, I don't know why. I just think it's could be massively important for our state and, you know, obviously the city here, but who knows? Maybe I guess we'll see kind of how we go forward with it, but that was just something that's been driving me nuts for I mean, you could rent a car and drive around the state for two weeks and play golf courses and not be upset. No, absolutely. It'd be, I mean, and we haven't even talked Farmington, who has great courses, you know, Hobbs, Artesia, those places, Roswell. Even Durango. I know it's, I know it's Colorado, yeah. but it's right there. Oh, they have fantastic golf in Durango yeah. for sure. Well, it's power-packed, and you know, hopefully we provided some insight today. That'll do it for today's show. There will be a link for today's show at 8gradies.com. We'll be here again next Saturday, 10 to 11 a.m. for the 8 Grady's Golf Show. I'm Jerome Espinosa alongside David Muddit. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next Saturday. Thank you for listening to the 8 Grady's Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza. Come back Saturday mornings at 10 for the latest stories and analysis from around the world of golf on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.